uctoday.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Out Loud with me, Patrick Watson. For this pod, I was joined by analyst Erwin Lazar, currently at Namurtis Research. Erwin is well-placed to give us an overview around some of the developing trends within collaboration and their uptake within businesses. I began by asking him what their data analysis of the market had revealed so far. The big trend, you know, if you just look at the evolution, it was we had a network, we started running voice on top of that network, but we tried to isolate it as best we could using a variety of techniques, uh, virtual lands and so on. But, you know, it was sort of let's converge voice onto the network, look for cost savings, deal with performance issues and so on. Now there's a not a whole lot of focus on voice as much as there used to be. And instead, people are thinking about more holistic collaboration. So as I think about what I need to provide to my workers, it's not a voice-centric world anymore. I'm thinking about video and meeting software and document collaboration and co-authoring and digital whiteboards and team collaboration and so on. So we found that there's been quite an evolution of the role of somebody responsible for communications in their organization to where they're now thinking much more about collaboration as a, as a broad set of technologies. And they're also thinking about business impact. So whereas five years ago when I was talking to somebody who was responsible for unified communications, primary concerns with them were performance, you know, making sure that people had high quality phone calls, minimizing costs. Now it's uh, how do we measure the, the impact that our investment's having? What's the centric that we're looking at? And how do we determine if we're, we're bringing value to, to the way people work, uh, both internally and externally? And what does that value add look like? Is that in terms of efficiency of the end user and their productivity? So I think that's the holy grail the companies really struggle <laughs> with. Uh, you know, the value that most people are looking at is uh, productivity gain. You know, if I give somebody a new way of working or I improve a workflow within an organization, can I measure a productivity gain? We've, we're in the middle of a study right now that we'll be publishing the results in February on where we're asking organizations how they are measuring it. And that's the big struggle, which is, you know, I, I think there, I, I know if I give somebody a, a new team tool or I put a digital whiteboard in, a, in an office that people can use that for ideation, that they're seeing some benefit out of it. But how do I actually measure that? And that's where organizations struggle. But, you know, again, the, the big, you look for tangible workflows where can I measure the time it takes me to get from point A to point B in a before and after scenario? Um, I, can I look for some the ability to support things like remote workers and distance-based uh, workers where they can now work from home or work in a lower-cost location and I can save on real estate costs, I can save on travel. Those are some of the, the metrics that we see people mostly looking at. And I suppose some of the functions that collaboration has enabled in terms of remote working and collaborating with different geographical sites have in turn made the process of measuring performance metrics even more difficult for organizations. It, it definitely is. People look for measuring things like engagement and utilization of the tools that they roll out. So the classic scenario is, you know, I just spent a million dollars to roll out a new web conferencing and video conferencing system. How do I know if anyone's actually using it? Uh, so, you know, especially when you think about distance workers and those are the ones that tend to benefit from more uh, from improved ability to virtually collaborate. So in that scenario, when you're thinking about uh, how I support home workers, you, you're looking at, uh, you're still looking at performance metrics because obviously in the home environment, network connectivity can be highly variable. Uh, but you're also looking at our people using the tools that I provisioned out to them. Uh, how can I measure that utilization and, 
And if, if utilization is low, what's the cause of that? Is it I haven't really done a good job marketing or training or the tools aren't very easy to use? So we see a lot of focus on what we call user awareness and adoption, which in some cases you're even seeing now IT organizations that are building their own marketing departments. And their sole job is to go out to the user community and, and help people understand what's available to them and how to use it, which is a whole different practice area for IT you know, that, that has spent really the last 20, 30 years now focused on keeping the, the lights on and keeping systems up and running. User education is massive because you can have all of the fancy tools with all the bells and whistles, but if the end user isn't willing or isn't capable of utilizing them effectively, then the systems are redundant. Yeah, and it becomes overwhelming too when you think about the, the plethora of new tools that have been rolled out. So you, you kind of end up with two scenarios. One is you've got the workers who are really comfortable using a phone and an email box, and when you roll out a team collaboration tool and video conferencing and web conferencing and, and social uh, tools and so on, they, they kind of push back because they, they really don't see the value in helping them do their jobs. You've got the flip side of that, which are organizations that don't do a very good job meeting user demand for collaboration tools and don't really understand what their users want. And in that case, the, the workers turn to public tools. So uh, I had a conversation with an organization yesterday who, you know, where they come into play is uh, when when they find that employees are using things like WhatsApp and Kick and, and, and uh, Instagram and, and other non-corporate approved collaboration tools because the, the company's not providing the, the kind of text-based uh, collaboration, mobile-based collaboration that the people want. And that was the hole that Microsoft tried to fill with Yammer and, and others have tried as well. I'm sure you know companies don't want their business communication going through unauthorized public channels. They need a more corporate-focused social media platform. Yeah, exactly. And that, you know, we saw Jive and IBM and others that, that all tried to uh, attack that, that market. Now we're seeing a lot of companies like Facebook is a good example. Facebook oh, yeah, is a workplace application bringing a, the same kind of consumer-friendly tools to market that are manageable by IT that can meet things like compliance standards, retention standards, user provisioning, and so on. Just following on from what we were talking about with users, uptake of collaboration tools from someone who has experience of analyzing how businesses are utilizing the tools what would you say the uptake rate is within business in general uh, the impression i've got is that larger enterprises are more inclined to look at these tools as their requirements and the benefits they see might be greater but is utilization of these tools filtering down right through medium and smaller businesses so we're you know i think the, the tool that has been the most disruptive to the market over the last year or two now, I would say, is are the team applications, Slack and Cisco Spark, Microsoft Teams, which are designed to take the texting that's going on on personal accounts on people's cell phones and bring that into the corporate domain and also enable persistent communication. So uh, getting people out of sending emails and getting them into chats that are, are topic-based, team-based, whatever, where you have context around that conversation. Uh, and, and we're seeing a, a pretty strong uptake. As you mentioned, it's definitely happening more at the larger end of the market, large enterprises. Uh, the, the data we published last year, which I mentioned we're about to update, showed about a, a third of the 700 companies that we benchmarked in 2017 were using those tools. Uh, about half of them were looking at them as, at a company-wide deployment, and they were lar much more 
widely deployed in larger enterprises than in smaller. Uh, smaller organizations tend to have lighter, I guess, collaboration needs. Uh, you know, obviously, it depends on the kind of organization. If you're looking at a doctor's office versus a small consulting company, they're, they're going to have very different collaboration needs and uh, have more distributed workers who can benefit from advanced collaboration tools. So you end up with a scenario where you know, if everybody's in the same office and, and they don't really need to travel all that much, email may be fine. Uh, but if you're in an organization where your team members are scattered across three different countries and five different time zones, then advanced collaboration tools are, are, are really something you're, you're going to spend some time looking at and probably investing in. Exactly. So it's really a case of measuring an organization's requirement for collaboration depending on their unique setup. Yeah, that's, that's really the key that, that we find that organizations have become quite aware of is the need to define personas or roles and ensure that the tools that are being deployed are appropriate for what people need and really getting away from that one-size-fits-all uh, mentality. So, you know, if I'm working with a company, you know, the companies I tend to work with now are looking at, you know, my developers need uh, ideation tools and, and shared uh, file repositories and the ability to collaborate around code, where my salespeople really need mobile applications and mobile collaboration tools, and my back office people may need uh, video and, and so on. So I'm trying to understand that there, there's a lot of different app applications, product services that are out there now. What are the ones that are the right ones? And if I can avoid a one-size-fits-all where here's the tool, you have to use it, whether or not it, it, it meets your needs, uh, you know, I want to get out of that. And then, of course, that then opens up a lot of issues related to interoperability and management and so on. So that's kind of the dilemma that we find that organizations are really struggling with right now. Just moving on from utilization of collaboration tools, what role has increased digital transformation played within UC and collaboration? Yeah, it, it's really changed a lot of the discussions that, that I'm having with IT leaders in that they're they're aware now that they're not just rolling out an application and then work and then that application stands alone in a silo. Instead what they're looking at is how do I take the collaboration communication capabilities and embed those into workflows, embed those into into business other business applications. The classic example is click to call from within a sales uh, CRM type application. So uh, if I want to call a customer, I don't have to turn to my soft phone and pull up a keypad and dial it. Uh, I click on the customer's name within my CRM and, and the call is made and that call information is logged. So the, what it's causing now is organizations are hiring developers or they're bringing in development talent from, from outside, working with development partners. They're leveraging APIs. They're leveraging APIs available from both their communication providers as well as uh, consumable APIs from companies like Twilio and Talkbox and others. And so I, the UC teams are, are getting involved as people think about how do I digitize workflows and how do I embed communication and collaboration into the applications that people are living in on a daily basis. The example that you brought up there, which is a brilliant one, click to dial for a sales agent. The other side of that is that digital transformation can be used to improve the customer's experience on the, down the other end of the phone. Uh, and the increased use of collaboration tools for the customer to improve their experience. Yeah, so uh, a classic example, again, using things like SMS to notify customers of events, whether that's an order fulfillment package uh, being 
package tracking, uh, enabling support for mobile applications that enable customers to show you what they're seeing so they can take a picture of the damage to their vehicle in a, in a car accident and send that back uh, so that an agent can see without having to, to be deployed. You, know, you start to see the communication collaboration becomes essential in both customer-facing technologies as well as improving the back office. So. Uh, improving the, the workflows, the processes, and so on that are required for customer support. So another example that we're seeing are companies looking at team chat, team chat collab uh, type tools, like I mentioned, you know, the Spark, Slack, yeah. Teams, et cetera, uh, for customer engagement so that uh, we, the study we published on Contact Center back in September showed roughly a, about a quarter of companies were using those tools in the Contact Center. About 15% of them were using them directly with their customers. So if I have a customer call in with, to open up a, a case, uh, I can invite the customer into the chat room and we can work in there until the, the problem is resolved. Uh, the rest we're using those for internal. So if customer calls and my agent needs help, the agent opens up the chat room, invites technical experts, their supervisor into the chat. They have the discussion of what to do to fix the customer problem and then they respond to the customer. So. You know, we get back to what we talked about at the beginning of the, the, the discussion around how do you measure the success of your investments. That's a really good area where, you, where people can measure the value. Are customers achieving higher satisfaction rates? Are they achieving higher retention rates? Are you answering their inquiries faster? And if you can show that you are based on the investment you make in, in tools, uh, collaboration tools, you know, now you've got a digital transformation success because you're, you're, you're providing a tangible, measurable value back to the company. And that's really interesting. And where do you think we're going over the next 12 months? Obviously, you said before, and in your study, it appears, you know, uptake of these tools within business and utilization is only going to increase. But in terms of the technologies itself, where do you think we're going? I think it's more and more integration. Uh, I think, again, companies struggle with, I've got too many apps. And, and it's uh, the solution to every issue is, well, let's let's put a new app on somebody's desktop. I think we're... Yeah, yeah let's we're, give them something else they can't use. <laughs> right. Or now I'm confused. Do I use Jammer or do I use Teams when I want to talk to one of my coworkers? Or do I just revert back to sending an email? Um, so I think you, you'll see some consolidation of applications. You're seeing some of that already. Uh, companies like Redbooth uh, merging with ArrowFS to tie team collaboration into document management and document production. You're seeing Microsoft converging Skype for Business in Office 365 into Teams, uh, again, because they're trying to avoid the confusion of which of having multiple apps. That do yeah, the and there's no thing. need to duplicate a, a product, is there, or a function, which it does a bit. Right. And then I think the last part of that, again, is that integration of those applications into workflows. I think, you know, again, a, a good example is what, Teams is doing around Office. So if I'm working on a Word document within Office, I can chat with people in my team. I can share that document into a team channel. We can work as a group uh, editing that document, see what changes each person's making. So now again, to me, the, the real beauty of, of emerging collaboration tools is when they're applied to solve a specific business challenge or workflow and, and not just existing like, you know, where you have to tab back and forth between different applications in order to get something done. Well, Owen, thanks again for those insights into collaboration usage and you know the trends and what's going to happen going forward. Apart from Enterprise Connect, obviously, which I will meet you at and buy you a drink to make up for doing this podcast <laughs> for me. Um, is there what else are you looking forward to personally in 2018? Have you got are there any other events on or any particular product launches or anything that you're particularly looking forward to? Yeah, I think for me personally, we're as I mentioned, we're in the 
midst of wrapping up our 2018 study on unified communication collaboration. That covers total cost of operations. We're looking at, at data around trends to cloud, uh, what the impact is for organizations that are moving to cloud on cost, on staffing. Uh, you know, I want to understand what's actually happening within enterprise customers related to those. Uh, other events uh, definitely be out at Infocom, which is a, a big show focused on the video space uh, in, in the U.S. in June. And uh, beyond that, I uh, haven't really looked at the calendar too deeply. So uh, I think you know, there's obviously a lot of events throughout the year. Yeah, and there's, there's probably enough for you to be going on with for the meantime anyway. But uh, where can the listeners uh, follow you and the podcast subscribers? I know you're quite big on social media. Yeah, uh, you can follow me at, on Twitter at I-M-L-A-Z-A-R and uh, at nemertes.com, N-E-M-E-R-T-E-S.com uh, is where I blog as well. And uh, probably more on Twitter than anywhere else is probably the easiest way to track where I'm, I'm heading and what I'm seeing that's of interest. Excellent. Well, thanks again, Owen. A really great chat with Erwin Lazare, who revealed some of the usage trends for collaboration tools. Uh, well, that's all we've got time for in this episode of the pod, but join me tomorrow when I'll be speaking to the Vice President of Services and Cloud Solutions at Nuvius, that's Carl Rowe, about the future of cloud services. Don't forget to find us on LinkedIn and follow us on Twitter at UC Today News, uh, but do make sure to check out all of our other content on the website at uctoday.com. Thanks again for listening.